We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hello, gentle listeners. And abrasive listeners as well. This is a safe space. We're including all of you. Um, This is Sister Latter-day Twain, and it's just me tonight. Brother Coffee, like a good citizen of the United States of America and of the world, the globe... got his second dose of the vaccine and was feeling shitty. And so we're holding space for him. And it is just me solo tonight. And if your mind went to me masturbating, that is also correct. I do not have a sexual partner as we speak. Um, so... Uh, <clears throat> This is a podcast called Hot Drinks. I'm Sister Latter-day Twain. We typically have Brother Jack Coffee or Jack Offie. I prefer Jack Offie. <clears throat> and I interviewed two young, albeit incredibly wise, adept, and astute documentarians. So I'm recording this intro after our interview. And I had an incredible time with both of them. I had some fine cheeses out and some dips from Lizzie's. And we had two buck chuck donated for this recording by Brother Coffee. Um, I went and picked it up from his porch before recording. And uh, the three of us had such a lovely time talking about their film same sex attracted, <clears throat> which is available on several platforms, which I go over at the end of the episode, but I'll also list now. Um, Amazon, Microsoft, Vudu, spelled V U D U, Direct TV, iTunes, or Apple TV, YouTube, Fandango, Google Play, Vimeo. And it is about. Well, it laser focuses in on five different BYU students who identify somewhere in the LGBTQ plus spectrum or rainbow. Um, <clears throat> at one of which is a transgender man who transitions, who goes through medical transitioning, gender affirming care. <clears throat> while a student at BYU. Um, You should really check it out. It's an hour and a half. And obviously, if you listen to our podcast faithfully, you know that Brother Coffee and I did an episode where we watched and then kind of paused and gave you a play-by-play of various things said by... um, the main subjects and various things going on um, within the film. We, we give you a play-by-play f- play of the things going on in the film. 
<laughs> it's 1 a.m. and I've had lots of two buck chuck. Anyway, <clears throat> as far as women's work goes, um, <clears throat> Brother Coffee, as I said, is under the weather from his second dose. And there is really nothing else that I can share about what's going on with him. <clears throat> because he's more private than I am. Uh, my women's work, gosh, <clears throat> I've been talking for so long that I am constantly clearing my throat. As I am wont to do <clears throat> since December of 2019. Uh, my women's work, I have been happily making jewelry for Espera, which is a Provo-based um, jewelry business, I guess you could say, run by a female entrepreneur. <clears throat> I'm absolutely loving that. <clears throat> God, it must be so annoying to listen to me. Um... Uh, Henry Cavill has a girlfriend, apparently. Um, she's blonde. She looks like she's maybe 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, no one knows who she is. They were pictured holding hands and walking his dog. Um, holding hands with fingers entwined, even. So that means they're, they ha have probably been together for a while. <clears throat> no one knows who she is. Please reach out and let me know if you get to the bottom of it. I need to know who she is. I don't know why. And depression brain really makes Sister Twain obsess about things. <clears throat> oh, I need to wrap this up so you don't have to hear me clearing my fucking throat consistently. Um... Other women's work is there's just a lot of garbage news about transgender legislation in various states. And it was a rough couple of days for me earlier this week uh, in regards to the news about Arkansas. A white male Republican governor of Arkansas vetoed... <clears throat> A bill passed by the Arkansas legislature, which bans gender-affirming care for transgender minors. He vetoed it. Because why? Because he listened to the doctors, and he listened to the scientists, and he listened to the families, and he listened to the children. And he said that that made him more sensitive to a very delicate situation, I'm paraphrasing, and gave him a deeper understanding I'm so in awe of that. <clears throat> However, the state legislature had the opportunity to override his veto, which they did uh, with an overwhelming vote. It wasn't close by any means. And it made me so sad. It makes me so sad. My heart is just absolutely breaking for those kids in Arkansas. And... Oddly enough, it is the first law of its kind in the U.S. And I just, I just feel so despondent about it. 
Anywho. I don't know what other women's work I have, except that there's 11 days, 10 days left until the third book in my series, the From Blood and Ash series comes out. And um, I, y'all, my attachment to the series and the characters and the story is not something I have experienced um, since a certain other series that will not be named that I read multiple times when I was married to my gay husband, Gary, my gay ex-husband, Gary. And because I was married to my gay ex-husband, Gary, when I read this, that obsession can be forgiven. Forgiven? And forgotten. I know I have forgotten it. I have forgotten that that was even important to me. And if you don't know the series I'm talking about, I'll be shocked. Um, What else is going on? Uh, I've watched a couple other Oscar-nominated movies. I watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom incredible performances in fucking credible performances um it's not nominated for best picture but viola davis and give drunk ashley just a second please <clears throat> chadwick boseman that's really embarrassing that i couldn't remember that oh God rest his soul, uh, are both nominated. And I watched The Trial of the Chicago 7, and holy shit, what a great story. And how did I not know anything about it? Because it is extremely important part of our recent history. And Michael Keaton shows up as a very key character for a short time and kicks major ass. So there's that. Um, that's all for now. Um, I, again, I had an incredible time interviewing Maddie Purvis and Zoe Young, the documentarians of Same Sex Attracted. I interviewed them all by my little lonesome while... Brother Coffee is convalescing and eating $40 worth of barbecue is what I've been told. It's what I've heard. Um, and with that, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop recording this intro and then it's going to sound like I'm taking a break and coming back, but it's already all been done. I'm going to bed after this. I have enough energy left to masturbate and um, fantasize about Henry Cavill. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so it's just me, Sister Twaint. And um, I have Maddie, and pronounce your last name for me. Uh, Purvis. Like, Purvis. I thought it was Purvis. Yeah, thank you. 
cute. My married name was Nettis, but people say Neves. Yep. And it just gives you the heebie jeebs. Right. And, they, right. and people want to say to it, pervs. Right. Oh, yeah. Or my, my nickname in high school was either Maddie the Mormon or Maddie the pervert. Oh, great. <laughs> just pervert. Cool. Yeah, so. And we have Zoe Young. Yeah, it's Young. <laughs> and, and, and that's it. That's it yeah. And y'all are the documentarians. Yeah. The only one. Of, in the world. Okay, of the movie Same Sex Attracted, which Brother Coffee and I yes. talked about a couple episodes ago, maybe two or three episodes ago. We watched it, paused it, talked about it. We've never done that. Which I loved, by the way. It was, it was absolutely so fun to listen to. Oh, good. Yeah. We were following oh, yeah, along. Yeah, we, totally. You know, we knew what you were talking about. Right. Like, uh-huh. Oh, that's a fascinating take on <laughs> yeah, that. You know, like, exactly. Speaking of which, I need to grab my notebook. My gentle listeners know that I love to write in a notebook with an inky pen. Brother Coffee uses this thing called a notes app. Oh, and yeah. he- <laughs> no, it's pretty I, gross. I also but- took a notes when we listened and I left it in California, so that's excellent. But- okay. Right on. <laughs> Maddie and Zoe. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, but I do want to hear individual stories sure. before we talk about the documentary. Okay. Okay. So... First of all, I I'm, I'm probably know the answer to this question, but how do the two of you know each other? Wait, oh. I'm actually fascinated to know what your assumption is of oh. how we met. <laughs> I assume <laughs> yes. you went to BYU and majored in film? I did, yes. Yeah. I, I thought you were like Tinder. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, everybody thinks we're together. <laughs> yeah. And that might be true. Uh-huh. We don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Wait, what? No, 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 we're kidding. We're just kidding. Oh, okay, okay. We're like the best is friends. That was titillating. We were both queer at BYU. Uh, We did meet, though, uh, with gay shit. Um, My girlfriend at the time and we had a third roommate who Zoe had a total crush on. And yeah, Gina's loving getting all of this attention right <laughs> now. Yeah, all, absolutely. All his podcast. <laughs> sorry, our, our past loves. Oh, my God. Um, so Zoe mm-hmm. came over to help this third roommate move into the apartment, mm-hmm. uh, which is very gay and cute and romantic. And we just kind of met then yes. and kind of just hit it off, um, yeah. personality-wise. That was it. Uh, but I majored in film. Zoe majored in graphic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the BY? Yeah, at the BY. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the BY. The BY. <laughs> The us Gen Xers had uh, stake presidents or bishops of our BYU singles wards that would say the BY. BY. Oh my God, I've literally never heard that. I thought you, uh, yeah, I've never heard that. They were like, we're talking like World War II generation. Whoa. Yeah. Excellent. The greatest generation. (laughs) I mean, the BY, the Brigham Young. The BY. The Brigham Young. It also kind of sounds inherently sexual. Like, I want to give him a BY. (laughs) (laughs) Bukake yum, yummy. Oh, blow yob. Oh, blow yob. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Just pronounce it. I owe you an apology. And I will await for that <laughs> apology. So. I'm going to think about how to okay. say it. That's Three a minute in, and we're That's talking about blowjob. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you met Next. that way. And so <clears throat> yes. uh, how, before I get into your individual stories, sure, sure. how did you decide to make this documentary, which is Same Sex Attracted, mm-hmm. made in 2018? 
Uh, and 2016, 2017, 2019, and 2020. Oh, Jesus. So far, it's, you know, it's lasting into 2021, which is 2020 part two. <laughs> hey, but we have not touched the source files this year, so I don't That's count true. 2021 as a But yeah, we, uh, we, were, um, we were friends, and I, at the time, was about to apply to the film program. And part of the application uh, required a three-minute sample video, pretty much just proving that I could, you know, hold a camera, tell a story. And, okay. Um, <clears throat> and I, was, I had no good ideas on what to do. And we, we were in kind of a group of just a couple of us. And all of a sudden someone was like, you know, like we're a bunch of queer people at BYU. Why not just turn the camera on us? You know, like, well, you know, like do a documentary. Uh, so Zoe helped me with it. And we kind of just fell in love with working together. And uh, we, in, in the three minute video that we were supposed to make, um, I mean, the process of making it was just instantly, I caught the bug. Um, we kind of, t- we talked and mm-hmm. it was just so instantly overwhelming how much people wanted to talk to a camera, which was fascinating to me. I would have assumed that a bunch of gay people at BYU would have been, like I was, very scared. Uh, yeah. You know, like when they did not want to talk, but it was just overwhelming how many people wanted to talk and how much they wanted to talk, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and it was, I mean, I submitted the application, um, <coughs> October 31st, 2015, which is five days before November 5th, 2015, which is when the, the policy, the changed. policy, Ooh. which is when I submitted my resignation, even though I had right. left about three or four years before that. Yeah. It was, it was a huge deal. Yeah. It was kind of one of the few, a few things kind of like that happened yeah. that were, just felt so significant. <clears throat> it kind of, kind of confirmed what we had been thinking of like doing this crazy thing as a feature. God damn. I know. But I mean, I said last, last night we were at um, the Utah Film Awards, which was really lovely, which oh. is why we're in town. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I said then, and I, I, and I don't say it lightly when I say like, I feel like we were kind of put in this position, you know, to make, to tell these stories. Maybe yeah. a calling. That's the word I used, and it's a ah, actually, yeah. She word, does use that. Admits, you know? like, <laughs> and I, I'll get into this later as we talk about the documentary, which will be in, in a bit because I want to find out about you guys first. But sure. your documentary subjects is that yes. the proper term? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. <laughs> I just put the phone right up to Zoe's face. It was super helpful. And invasive. Um, but mm-hmm. your documentary subjects, from time to time, well, depending on who you were talking to, sure. uh-huh. would every now and then use a trigger word like integrity. Sure. And I'd be like, no one else says integrity except Mormons. Right. <laughs> sure. Oh, my job uses integrity. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Right. Right. It, yeah. Does make, yeah. it yeah. makes me think of young women's. Yeah. yeah oh, sure. God, yeah. Um, okay. So. You, uh, okay, um, I, I had another question about the documentary in general, but I'm sure it'll come back up. So, okay, <clears throat> let's just start with Zoe. Zoe, well, who we were just hearing from, mostly, by the way, was Maddie. Hello. Zoe yeah. Young. Yes. <sighs> How old are you? Oh, uh, I'm 25. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's about five years younger than me. I'm 45. Right. I'm 45. Right. I'm, I'm 40. Okay. <laughs> That's, it, age is such a crazy fucking thing. So, okay. And when did you go to BYU? The BY? Oh, I went to the BY. So I started in 2013 and I graduated yeah, technically in <laughs> 
2019. But I left campus in 2016. So What does that mean? I, I had a couple classes that were incomplete my last semester, mm-hmm. and I it <clears throat> took me a couple years to get those classes done. So, okay. Yes. Sure. So I was mostly done. I got a job in my field, bef- like, right after leaving campus, just in 2017, and so it really was – it was like a stats – a beginning stats class that I had to take online. So right. yeah. Your field being – Graphic design, yeah. So. And so, and so, how did Maddie convince you to work on this documentary? Oh, she didn't. She didn't no. have to convince me. Well, first she want, She asked me if I wanted to like act in it because she was like, "Oh, it's always funny. She can like come act right. in when this I idea." Planning on doing really stupid things as part of the, stu- the student film application, I was thinking like narrative things that I just it just wasn't working. Okay, that's so I had already looped Zoe into my film issues, <laughs> <laughs> and so we kind of fell into the documentary side of it together. Okay, okay. So this is very much a, I yeah. like to talk about it as our child. Oh, <laughs> as okay. our, our love child. Yeah, I'm the dad, um, <laughs> and Maddie is the mom. <laughs> All the straight people want to know which one is the mom and the dad. Yeah, well, and that's the case. And you guys should understand what that means, right? Uh, Yes. So, okay, but are you interested in working on more documentaries since doing this one? So I have – I've always had an interest in film, and I did some film projects um, in high school. But, like, having this idea and, like, being able to just run with it. I was like, yeah, I want to work on a film. I want to direct. And, you know, because I've, I've been a fine artist, a studio <clears throat> artist since I was 11 years old. I've been in a lot of, you know, so I did a lot of 2D art and a lot of different things like that. So film just kind of came in with that. And, you know, the storytelling is is an extra component that's that's really interesting. Right, right. Yeah. Um, you stealing my girlfriend. <laughs> Zoe and Maddie are both obsessed with a particular cat. <laughs> I love her. N- name Stevie Nicks. Okay. So, um, Zoe. Yeah. You currently live in Massachusetts. Yeah, I do. Oh, you, when you talk. Yes, to- I do. <laughs> Brother Coffee usually does this part. Where did you grow up? And how Mormon was your upbringing? Oh, um, so I was born in Oklahoma City, but I moved to Salt Lake when I was seven. So I pretty much just say I grew up in Salt Lake. Um, I, Where exactly in Salt Lake? Oh, uh, Holiday. Okay. Um, but not like the super rich part of Holiday, just kind of like <laughs> normal people Holiday, I guess. Um, shout out to people in Holiday. You'll get that. I say I don't get it. I I know about a lot of the new developments, and I had been to the Cottonwood Mall, which is in Holiday, right? Well, it was R.I.P. But yeah, right. Yeah. So and now this looks like the Borg from Star Trek. It's just a big square building, right? Oh, it's gone. It's it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Oh, well, okay. it used to just be a Macy's, which was just a big square building because it was only a Macy's, and then everybody was like, "Why are we still shopping at Macy's?" <laughs> so then it closed. Okay, okay. So, Normal People Holiday, which is an actual town, not a suburb. Or is it a suburb? It it is a suburb of Salt Lake City. You could write Salt Lake City or Holiday on, but it is 
a city. Okay. So it yes. is both. Right. Um, and yeah. And it is kind of like the place everyone wants to move. I have Absolutely. a neighbor. Na- yeah. I have a neighbor who just next door who moved to Holiday, and then my neighbors across the street want to move to Holiday. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful place. I I love Holiday. Well, I, I still do. I mean, shout out to Holiday people again. <laughs> again, Myers Chicken, where I worked in high school. But what? Wait, do you know that place? I don't. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, but Holiday's just different now, so it's like yeah, whatever. It's like a Caputo's or whatever there, and it used to be a shitty Little Caesars. So. Right. It's, yeah, it's all Caputo'sy. It's Caputo's ish. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I remember when it that was is... the Baskin Robbins that me and my friends used to just go and eat ice cream cones on Friday. So right. I walk up the hill both ways to get. Oh my god! My life is hard. Okay. <laughs> I don't like change. So okay, and for those of you gentle listeners who aren't familiar with the Salt Lake area, holidays maybe fifteen minute drive from me, and I live in the southernmost part of. Sugar House, which is just a neighborhood of Salt Lake, it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. Holidays like the like East Salt Lake, right? It's it's right below the Wasatch, <clears throat> uh-huh. like right up against the mountains, Wasatch Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. Okay, tell me about your Mormon <clears throat> upbringing. <clears throat> oh, so it was I, it was Mormon. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, my my mom is a convert. She converted um, after marrying my dad, who was inactive when they met. Okay. Um, they got married, and a few years later, my mom converted, and they had kids, and uh, here I am. And the, <laughs> and but, you are the youngest of four. Yes, I'm the way baby. <clears throat> so. We actually kind of double. My my two oldest brothers are two years apart. My sister and my brother are four years apart. My sister and I are eight years apart. Okay. So Whoa. It's just kind of it's how it happened. So, yeah. And and you identify as, because, okay, your, your documentary, Same Sex Attraction, or SSA, which is the colloquialism. <laughs> the, the, sh- the shorthand, you know, the, for the conversation. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Is about um, the whole spectrum of LGBTQ plus kids. Yeah. <clears throat> so you identify where in that spectrum? Uh, I'm I'm a le- I'm a really big lesbian. So. <laughs> I'm a not I'm a non-binary lesbian, so I'm non-binary as well. Cause oh, okay. Gender is fucked, but uh, <laughs> I'm a. I need everybody to know I'm I'm just a really big lesbian. And so. I, as the mother of a transgender son, should have asked both of you your pronouns, and oh. I did not. And oh. so are you a pronouns they, them? Yeah, I mean, gendered pronouns are dumb, but yeah, they, them. It's, yeah. And they, Maddie? Yeah. I used to hear it. It's just something easier uh, for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so yeah. when did you know you were, let's start with the lesbian part. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't really like a click for the non-binary part. That just kind of was as I realized just opinions about gender and stuff like that. But the right. lesbian thing um was high school. So like end of high school, like I had a crush on a girl junior year, but I didn't really recognize it as that and then I had a real crush on a girl senior year and I recognized and it. And you were like, "Oh fuck." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And she was like one of my best friends, and she went to BYU too, and that was a whole shit show. But do you mind saying what high school? Oh, Skyline. Skyline, which is 
in, in Holiday? Uh, Mill okay. Creek. It's in Mill Creek. That's yeah, right. Yeah, right okay, next yes. to Holiday. So okay, okay. I'm not sure if they ever got their township or city. Mill Creek did. Ship. Okay, yeah. Yeah, were... it is now a township. Mill Creek. Mill Creek, the township. And the, it, it's crazy. So anyway, okay. So, and tell us about coming out to mom and dad. Uh, so I came out to mom freshman year of college. So a few months after I really like came out to myself and that was fine. I mean, I, I, at the time was thinking I was bisexual, you know, um, as some people do when they come out. Right. Not that it's a stepping stone, but, right. um, and I think my, my, you know, my mom was supportive. She was like, okay. Like, you know, never. Really? Yeah, she was never, like, never, ever... My mom is amazing, so she was never, like... I never questioned that, like, they loved me or they were going to stop talking to me or anything like that. But, you know, I was I was worried about, you know, what were they going to think and stuff like that. So I was going to dinner with my mom. I told my mom... Were you nervous? Oh, yeah, I was very nervous because, you know, I... We had never really talked about gay things. I mean, I had an aunt that was in a lesbian relationship at the time, and my parents were Who very... doesn't have an aunt? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. uh, um, and my parents were very supportive of her, and my grandparents were as well. So I wasn't too nervous. It's just, you know, nerve-wracking to be vulnerable, especially with parents. I don't know. I feel like... But I love my mom, and so I, I really wanted to tell her. I And uh, I told her... I, after I told her, I was like, you can, you can tell dad for me if you want. Like, okay. Yeah. I was like, the less, uh, less amount of people I have to, have to actually come out to, the better. Uh-huh. So, um, and, you know, and with him and I, it's, you know, we've talked about it a few times. And, you know, he's also supportive and just is like, I love you. So when I, when I came out as lesbian, like, made a Facebook post and it was real, that was a little bit harder. Okay. My my mom was emotional for a few days and, you know, was... Because it was out there? Not because it was out there, but because it had really sunk in that, like, I am not going to marry a man. Okay. So my life is not going to be the way you thought it was It's going not to going write. to follow the typical no. Mormon fairy tale. Right. Well, and not even that, because, like, my brother had already left the church at that point or was on his way out. Is this the brother that I know of? Yes, that okay. I live with. So, oh. Um, and, and, you know, him and, and <clears throat> other siblings and people in our family have been in and out and stuff like that. And so, you know, my mom was a convert herself. Um, so it, it wasn't even necessarily that it, I wasn't going to be getting married in the temple. It was or even being straight, it was just that, like, it was going to be harder. Like, not being straight was going to be harder for me. Yeah. And that, like, was really hard for her to come to terms with. Okay. Like, that my life, was, my life was going to be harder <clears throat> because of this. And different. Yeah, and different. And that's, that's hard to get used to. But the really emotional part for her was that, you know, so. The eternal plan. Right. As it were. Or the lack of one now. Right. The the changing of the plan and the plan all of a sudden being harder. Yeah. Or just, you know, the discrimination that I would face and the, you know, just all of it. So. So I have a couple questions. Yes. (laughs) I hadn't asked the question yet and I pointed the phone at Zoe's mouth. Um, 
have either of your parents since then mm-hmm. tried to bring you back into the fold? No, no. Oh, I, I, wow. I, I've had my, well, um, if anything, <clears throat> my mom will talk to me about, you know, her testimony and God and her testimony and, you know, good, right. good right. things here and there. You know, yeah. you've heard my mom say these yeah, things. My parents are similar things. Yeah. yeah um, but my my mom and I from a, a long time ago, especially around the policy change, was really when like <clears throat> my mom was like, "No, you like, I because I think I said like you know that I'm not like this can't happen." She's like, "No, I don't want you to because like this obviously is very hurtful." And she's referring to the policy being hurtful. Yes. Okay. The policy change. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and just knowing that you know, what I want in life isn't going to line up with what the church teaches. Mm-hmm. So, Do your parents have the proclamation on the family on a wall in their house? I believe they did when I was growing up, and they probably still do somewhere because mm-hmm. they have so much wall space in their... <laughs> in their Might as well throw it up there. Empty nester... Well, and it was, like, nicely framed and stuff, and I'm not sure if they still do. It was nicely framed. I don't know. You got a nicely framed thing. You, <laughs> honestly, like, if they do, I don't know when the last time was that they really read it. Right. Or, like, any of that. Like, it, I'm saying, like, if it's on the wall, it's just, like, because it's in a collection of framed things. Right. Framed church-related right, right. things my parents have. Gotcha. And they're still active and go to church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents are still active members, yeah. Great. And of your siblings, who's still active? My sister, my, the two middle. Okay. So my sister and my brother, and they live here in Utah. Okay. And you live in Massachusetts with another brother? Yes, and his wife and their five children. Right. Who are both not Mormon? Yes. Right. You know how I know that? They're gentle listeners. Oh, it's like you, uh, you talked to Holly. Oh. <laughs> She's one of those sweet, gentle listeners that reaches out to tell me like, Hi. oh, she took me to task. Are her pronouns she, her? Yes. Okay, cool. She took me to task. She was like, I want to know. I talk a lot about how monogamy is bullshit. And she's like, I want to know exactly why you don't think monogamy works. Tell me because I love it. And so I made a whole episode about monogamy just for her. That's so funny. That sounds about right. But monogamy can work. I think it's rare. And I'm glad that she's happy. And I'm pro-monogamy, so. Are you really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not anti-polyamory, but okay. I, I myself am a monogamous. It's what you want for yourself, right? Yes, I am an extremely anxious person, and there <laughs> aren't very many polyamorous situations that wouldn't just lead to me being miserable all the time. So, <laughs> and how long have you been in Massachusetts? Uh, just four months. Just oh, from the beginning of December. before then, where were you? Uh, Maddie and I were living in Sandy in Utah here. So. Holy shit. Mm-hmm, so yeah. we just moved. We were... What we're south? Finishing... Uh, we lived just right by Jordan High School. Oh, my God. So, like, 100, 100 south. 100 <laughs> south. Oh, you are. Oh, yeah, because we have smoked a lot. Uh, no. No. Wait, not, Nothing. We smoked a lot of weed, but in, in, a, in a legal state. In, but not Utah. Yeah, it's just fine. In Utah yeah. and maybe on there. 
Jordan High School. <laughs> oh my you know, God. Who knows? That's amazing. No children were around. <laughs> it was always after hours, all right? Well after <laughs> all right. hours. Well, well, 2 a.m. in the oh, morning. Goodness, no. Oh, no, no, I'm just no, teasing. Like, like, like nine, eight, eight, nine o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> yeah, like bedtime is 9.30. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. <clears throat> all right. Wow, Sandy, okay. <clears throat> I have to clear my throat a lot. Just give me a second. <clears> throat> I have a thing. The gentle listeners know all about it. Okay. Maddie. Yes. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Davis, California. The bike, what I like to call, and I, what I think is, I actually never looked this up, but the bike capital of the country. Meaning, like, motorcycles? Like bicycles. Oh, bicycle. Yep. Right why, why is that? Were they Honestly, invented I, there? I have no idea. Oh, okay. No clue, but there's a <laughs> lot of bikes around the town. Give me an idea where Davis is. It is the next town west of Sacramento. Okay. So it is in the middle of Ag World, um, but it is a college town. UC Davis is there, so it's kind of a blue spot. Right. Red. <coughs> Sacramento's pretty red. Section, no, I mean Sacramento's or, a city. You know, um, it's right? Not, it's not quite San Francisco, but you know, it's it's still probably blue. But and we're next, right next to it. So I guess we are conjoined with them. Like, okay, but them. Davis is more red. But Davis the is college very blue. community. Davis is very. very oh, blue. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I was honestly surprised in my Southern California experience, and I know you're not. This isn't Southern California, right, but right. Southern California, a lot of born again Christians. Right. Blew my mind. Lots of them. Anyway, okay, so you grew up there, and then from there you went to BYU? Uh, Yeah, I guess that is how my life went. I started, grew up there, Davis, went to BYU for school. And grew up actively Mormon, otherwise you wouldn't go to BYU, right? Very Mormon, yep. Okay. Um, uh, How many siblings? I'm the oldest of four, so just the opposite of Zoe. Okay. Uh, We were all very much, all of us were, uh, my dad was the bishop at one point. Oh, Um, damn. We were very dedicated Mormons. (laughs) Um, I had two other kids who were my age and very active in in my grade in high school. Um, And they were much cooler in the cooler kid club than I was. So I was kind of the one who got known as the Mormon. You know, I was blonde even. Right. Um, I was blonde even. I love that. Right. So I I grew up. (laughs) Still is. (laughs) I grew up um, as a a Mormon mm-hmm. in a liberal city in a otherwise red area mm-hmm. in a liberal state. So it, there's a lot of those kind of layers happening. That's a lot of layers. Totally. And it, which I am grateful for in some ways. Okay. Um, Lots of different perspectives. So yeah. um, how old are you? I'm also 25. Okay. Um, and so you went out to BYU knowing you were going to do film? No, not at all. Oh. Um, I went out to BYU thinking I was going to serve a mission, first of all. Okay. Uh, right out the, go- out the door, I was expecting to be, like, you know, somewhere in Europe or in Asia, like, <laughs> like the second year in school. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. I also expected to get married. And those were the only two things I knew going to college. Okay. I was pretty much just bummed I wasn't playing soccer. I was a huge soccer junkie in, in high school. So I can't I care at all about the academics. <laughs> I can't imagine... Someone who's not Mormon listening to this and hearing, all I knew when I went to college is that I was going to go on a mission and get married. No, not at all. Right? Right? No, somebody, <laughs> no like I, I went to college to meet people, have a great experience, like the same experience that my parents had in college, and go on a mission, find somebody, and end up with a degree and something and a husband, you know? Right. Okay, so you are where on the LGBTQ rainbow spectrum? I'm also a large lesbian. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm larger than you. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you know you were gay? Uh, freshman year in college, which is why just I like Zoe, exactly. Well, no, you kind of knew junior, kind of junior year for you, Zoe. It was, yeah, but really, senior, senior year. year. Okay, yeah. okay. It really freshman I, year. Okay, tell us about Helaman Halls. Um, <laughs> Helaman Halls. Right. Absolutely. Uh, oh so. my god. Yep. And we were actually uh, just a building apart. <laughs> Did not even know it. I you know, that. going through the same thing at uh-huh. the same time. And, yeah, but you were like touching boobies, and I was like, okay. Wait, what? What the myself. fuck, dude? <laughs> Jesus, that's a very crass way. Of... I'm just kidding. My emotional she trauma. No, 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 I know. I know. I know. <laughs> okay, but okay. Let's hear about this. So. Sure. Well, it was it was that I I expected to serve a mission, and it ended up falling in love essentially with my roommate. <laughs> Okay. Um, and, you know, falling in love, we were 18, right? So, and know. this was in Helaman Halls, your it, actual roomy roommate. My mom, no, I was in David John. We're going to get very geo specific with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, David John is the only women's uh, dorm that has, in, in Helaman Halls, that has kind of a Jack and Jill setup. So there's two rooms conjoined by a bathroom. So there's four roommates, essentially. Uh huh. And it was one of my sweet mates. Okay. So, but, but essentially, my roommate. How did you know you were in love because you wanted to... <laughs> well, I was to... 18 and I was just overwhelmed. You know, like okay. it was the first real experience I'd had with a girl. Mm-hmm. And it was just far and away beyond anything I'd ever felt with, you know, like the first gay kiss, right? Even leading up to that, the first gay handhold mm-hmm. is so intense and so... Oh, I know. You know, that it's just not... It's, you know, it was just so much emotion. Um, and of course we were in love, right? Yeah. So. And so, did you touch boobies? Yeah, and, and the funny, <laughs> sorry. No, 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 it's totally uh, fine. The, the funny, the thing about that story is that is it's a very uncomfortable, specific detail and part of my story. Oh, is it and how I ended up losing my mission papers and and so well, um, I was I eventually fessed up to my bishop. I was gonna say yes. I was feeling all sorts of guilt, all sorts of shame. I was feeling like I was bringing both of us into you know hell. So. <laughs> Um, which which is ironic and that I ended up outing this girl, you know, to the bishop because Aww. I told him everything. Right. Um, and in that conversation, I said, I still want to serve a mission, you know, like, you know, I, what are my odds of go, of fixing it, quote unquote, right, yeah. and moving on and getting back on track? <laughs> like, how do I fix this and move on? And he said, um, well, we, he started to ask me some more intimate questions. And he was like, well, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to get into how far you guys went. And as to help him decide, you know, <laughs> what, a, what, what the appropriate restriction is, you know, depending on how, what base I got to. Oh my God. So he did actually, you know, ask it me. It was second, right? It was second base. <laughs> I guess Mormon second base. Just, you know, I, yeah. he I don't asked. actually know what the base Well, is somehow, <laughs> you know, he asked if we were, had kissed and I said yes. And, you know, he asked like, oh, did you do, I think it was even something shitty like necking or petting. Oh you know, like, yeah. One of those kind of things. And I was like, well, you know, I, you know, like we touched a little bit he was a baby boomer well yeah and he said you know like did you touch her upper area or lower area i said uh, upper upper and so high like, oh, my favorite sh- part of a woman the upper the, uh, yeah. <laughs> just kidding it's so just kidding. sexy it's all of it um yes. but then i said upper and he said which i remember because it's so weird right it was and it's a part of my whole kind of coming out as well about the church being fraudulent as well as when having these conversations with the bishop when i am so emotionally and spiritually distraught okay going to who i thought was my like spiritual leader and telling him this asking you know how can i fix it and he's asking me these questions and i'm like Mm. what (laughs) you know like it was just so but he asked did you over the shirt under the shirt oh my god you know and i said under the shirt he said over the bra under the bra oh god and i said over the bra oh oh. okay you know kind of like oh thank god thank heavenly father freaking 
dated for longer. We so did. We did. We ended up dating. We will just years. assume that maybe you've eventually got there. And there was some titty <laughs> sucking. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. wow. Okay, I didn't mean to go there. Okay, we're done with the titty talk. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, I like to suck on titties, so that's no, why. I, I also love sucking titties. Oh, I just, good. You know, I hope my parents don't listen to <laughs> Oh, I told my, my I think my I'm mom was like, oh, but what this. podcast are you doing? I was like, you won't. You really won't. <laughs> no, I'm not I know. I'm like, we're, you just won't. You shouldn't. Just, you won't like it. Uh, and that's okay. Watch so. another episode of Big Bang Theory, Mom. Uh, or whatever. No, that's not the issue. I mean, I'm actually really used to feeling uncomfortable with my parents now. Talking about sexuality on podcasts. We did a Mormon stories thing where my mom talked about... Her oh really? Discovering her sexuality as well. Wait. Was, okay. Okay. Let's get into that. So what? No. 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 Just you, you know, like leaving the Mormon Church and realizing that women you know, can have sexuality. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, that's right. That's huge. So so, <laughs> yes. so no. So I'm like, I hope they don't listen. Um, no. No. But, it's fine. But I, but yes, I do Wait. love sucking titties. I do love, <laughs> I do love we got titties. real serious <laughs> there. Touching titties and um, oh, tits are looking great. at them. Yeah. Uh, consensually. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> yes. Only. Consensually. That's active, utmost importance. We are millennials. Enthusiastic. Kind of bred into us. Right. So. Um, <clears throat> okay, Thank and so God. you grew up. Davis, California. The oldest of four. The oldest of four. Super Mormon. Super and, Mormon. And now where's, what's the Mormon status of your family? Uh, uh, well, my immediate family, the six of us, have yeah. all left the LDS church. All so six of you. Yes. Um, and our stories kind of went parallel to this, you know, at the same time to each other when I was kind of coming to terms with being gay and realizing then that maybe God is not in the LDS church. Maybe God doesn't exist at all. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. They at the same time. He doesn't. My dad, <laughs> my dad at the same time started going to like church history. So he was starting to go down that rabbit hole at the same time. We weren't talking to each other. So eventually, years down the road, when my dad had brought down to hell with him, you know, my... <laughs> that's, I say that very tongue-in-cheek. It was right. a very open discussion the whole time. For sure. Um, except for me. <laughs> and Because I was away. I was the perfect Mormon BYU child. Okay. And they didn't know that I was gay and that I was dating girls and that, you know, that I was totally, like, sucking having a horrible titties. time. Yeah. And eventually sucking titties. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I feel like I started with... No, you're talking... Oh, no. Hot drinks. High, you know? Brother Coffee and I we'll started smoke some weed. We'll be fine. We Just s- saying the tangent, not necessarily. Brother know. Coffee and I started this on the fourth day of the creation. They invented sucking Story. titties. Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On the fourth day, God said, let them suck your titties. <laughs> so, your dad went down the church history rabbit hole. First, and then eventually everyone did. Um, and the v- November 5th policy came out. Yeah. We had just done the, the video. And he called me and said, you know, I think this might be the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, the, the policy changed. Yeah. I meant that. And so <clears throat> that was kind of a sign to me that they were ready, at least, you know, for me to be gay. <laughs> you had know? you come out to them at that point? I had not. Oh, no. shit. So this, yes. And I had been dating this girl now for a couple of years. And obviously was, you know. And her titties were sucked off at this point. Yeah. Non-existent. Oh, I, I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> You know who you are if you're out there. <laughs> Let me just say too, we were Honestly. Mormon kids. You know, like Aww. you know, like it was it wasn't anything like BDSM or anything like that. I mean, kissing. <laughs> no, okay, what kind of Jesus? Like, yeah, yeah. like yikes. I, I'm just like, no, no, she's no. just doing it to get you all flustered. I know. Right? Oh, you so. little shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, thank you. Thank you. What are you talking about? You're good. Okay, so okay, when did you come out to mom and dad? Uh, 2016. And that was after they had left. After, well, we kind of eventually, a couple months into talking about this, everything, 
decided to kind of leave at the same time together. And it all kind of happened at the same time. Kind of, yeah. And and we all pretty much around in the same couple of days period <clears throat> submitted resignation papers. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, we, you know, it was a very family process for us. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have a tender place in my heart for a guest that we had on the podcast early on. His um, alias... Um, on the, on the episode was brother T come on my face. Oh yeah. And he, <laughs> I'm, I, I have a mask on, but my face is this. <laughs> on a podcast, so it doesn't make any difference. Brother coffee and I, we love come anywhere on our bodies. Well, that's, but that's, okay. I don't feel semi-necessary. <laughs> We're a couple of dykes. I know. We're disgusting. So <clears throat> no, it's just different. Oh, no, we really are disgusting. Oh, good. And so, well, if you like, we, we accept you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is this a safe space? And we're in my house. Oh, yeah, we're in, I was like, I don't know. Is it? We're in your house. Okay, but, uh. Am I we, safe here? Am I safe to be prude here? I'm just kidding. I'm not. Um, you're, you're a dirty, dirty. No, okay, I'm gonna. Okay. Uh-uh. No. So, anyway. <laughs> Brother Tian, come on my face. Yes. yes. Right. We submitted our resignations at the same time, and we were texting the day of the policy. It was, I guess it was John Dillon, uh, Dillon who um, yeah. was posting about sure. it and sure. everything. And uh, I, I, I had returned from somewhere. I was on a plane. The plane landed. I turned my phone back on, and there it was on Facebook. All over Facebook. Yeah. <clears throat> And I don't know if Brother Tian Come on my face texted me or if I texted him. Yeah. But we were both so distraught. And Brother Tian Come on my face is they the face they make every time I say Brother Tian Come on my face. <laughs> I wish the gentle <laughs> listeners could see. Even with masks on. <laughs> Even with I masks on. I close my eyes every time. It's I, killing you softly. Like I'm getting a small blow every time. Like it's just like. <laughs> blow. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have oh, said blow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> dug that grave. Blow job. <laughs> <laughs> you like uh, him with a dick. Okay, but anyways. <laughs> I hope your parents don't listen to this episode. But I yeah. very much also hope that. I'm so Anybody sorry, Anybody else mother. in the world can. Anyway, <laughs> let's take a break. Okay. okay. We have introduced the two of you. We're going to take a break. We're going to refill our wine, use the restroom. We're going to keep our hands to ourselves. And endlessly to I ourselves. I can't. <laughs> Making promises. Uh, um, <clears throat> and then we're going to come back and talk about same-sex attraction, the documentary. Oof, all right. Same-sex attraction. Is that the song? Same-sex attraction. Is that yeah. all? Okay. Well, it's same-sex attracted, but it's not Oh, it's attracted. Shit. Sorry. It's oh. okay. It used to be attraction. We changed it. Very early, very early on, it was a slight change we made. Really changed the whole game. Ooh. <laughs> you know. Ooh. <laughs> the dirty detail. My eyes are all, are like squinty right now. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. Let's do this shit. Fuck! Okay. So... <clears throat> Are we recording? We're recording, yes. Oh, this I'm... Is... Fuck. Ah! <laughs> Just an introductory. <clears throat> fuck. Yeah. Okay. 
you decide, how did you decide to make a documentary about actual real life queer kids at the BY? Honestly, that, that sentence right there is it. Yeah, we wanted We, we were actual queer kids at the BY. Okay. So. We didn't see anything like that around. You know, okay. We saw the perspectives of everybody else in this larger conversation. <clears throat> but what about us? You know, like... Yeah. That's pretty much it. The okay. real, actual experience of... And so, my question for you is, how in the world did you find people? What did you do to go about finding people to be your subjects... And were you afraid of getting in trouble? Um, yes, we were. Uh, but I wasn't. I feel like I was like, if, if we were going to, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get this fuel going. It's going to blow. I mean, I wasn't like going on campus with a right. sign that's like, I'm filming y'all for an expose documentary. Because that isn't even what we wanted to make it to be. <laughs> no. You it, know? Right. No, and it wasn't. No. Yeah. yeah. We, we never wanted it to be kind of an expose kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was, of course, worried personally, you know, like just for my life's sake, like if things were to go south. to get Because you're both still students. When we started, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to get kicked out of yeah. my school and then eventually housing, you know, and I, at the eventually, time. Eventually, within 72 hours. Like, right. Yeah. But, you know, like when you're expelled, it's <coughs> quick. And, oh, you know. I know. Um, and I hadn't yet come out to my parents, <coughs> too. So that was kind of, it was kind of like all, you know, I didn't want it to be totally broadcast that we were doing a film but Mm -hmm. at the same time i wasn't super i didn't i kind of always knew if the church had an issue with it bring it on you know love it like because what are they gonna do take us to court excellent let's get the cameras and go there well you're gonna like sue a bunch of gay kids and get the aclu involved and you're like we fucking dare you so (laughs) and and honestly like i mean it's it's the only way to really do anything about it is to just start talking about it is just to point a camera at oh it. amazing yeah, you know oh my god i'm tingling until they could they, if we waited until they gave us permission <coughs> to do it then we wouldn't have needed to do it or in if the we first waited place. until somebody else told this story and yeah. it's such an indicative conversation about the law you know like the the queer community and brigham young university on that campus is like pointing a microscope at the larger, which is, you know, I'm drunk and I'm getting church, into the, yeah. the larger stuff about it. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we were there and we knew what it felt like. Yeah. We knew what it looked like to other people in the Mormon church and how it looks differently to people outside of the Mormon church. Um, and it kind of just felt like, you know, like I like that Mormon word calling. <laughs> the calling. The calling. You know, we both yeah. just kind of felt like the timing was right. Also, us meeting each other the time we did and kind of this, the same creative styles that we had and, yeah. and it sounds crazy to do a feature film but for some reason we just were we knew it was crazy we knew we had no idea what we were going to get into but well once we decided we were going to do it it was, was never happen. not going to be done amazing amazing so zoe maddie said we knew what it felt like mm-hmm. to be queer at byu tell mm-hmm. me what that felt like for you uh, a no lot. <laughs> uh, not one word. I that can't. I can't find that. Time's one. running out. Five seconds. Uh, Just kidding. A lot of a lot of anxiety. A lot of depression. Um, it was. It, it's kind of hard to think back and talk about too too <clears throat> specifically now, but yeah. it it was really it was very heavy. Yeah. Um, it. Oh yeah. It was. It was not a good time. You know and really starting this movie did help like kind of turn that into like okay like 
we're suffering for a cause now. Like, we're we're gonna yes. trek through this. We're gonna, we're gonna produce something together. It's, you're yeah. making something constructive out of it. Right? Yeah, because we wanted. We told all the kids in it. You know, we we're like, we want we want to share your honest stories because you know we believe you guys feel similarly to how we feel, and we want and we want we want your your voices to be heard yeah and i think you know the people that were in our circles we did you know your question of like how did you find these people yeah like, how did, yes. what was your process of looking for <clears throat> yeah we also were in a community of people that i just i i remember feeling this way i just always knew that they were just lovable people with solid heads on their shoulders that i just you know like i'm picturing the bulletin board outside the nelke did you put up a flyer there like no, looking for queers God, no oh, <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, we, we um, the Nelke is a little tiny theater in the HVAC, which is the Harris Fine Arts Center, for those of you who didn't go to BYU. We didn't have any MBT or, like... No, no uh, I know. I'm just, like, wondering, like, how... Yeah, well, we were both part of USGA, kind of the, the, social, oh. the social community. Oh, yeah. okay. So USGA, what does that stand for? Uh, it now stands for Understanding Sexuality and Gender and Allyship. What did it stand for then? Understanding Same Gender Attraction. Which is weird, right? But it was um, started in 2010, you know. No, no, it totally, yeah. it just was a little right, dated. Right, right, um, right, But right, we right, also right. did a couple of things, like <clears throat> posting in different kind of queer Facebook group kind okay. of things. Yeah. Like with a, um, I think we had a, a Google form, you know, that was kind of shared amongst yeah. our the okay. circles. Well, and, we, and we posted in, so, we posted in like <laughs> feminist Mormon housewives, like a bunch of like, oh, okay. like <clears throat> ex-Mormon related or like Mormon progressive related, like anywhere where like queer people could see it or people who knew queer people We didn't want to broadcast it. it so that it seemed fake or like, a po- you know, like honestly, spammy. like spammy or like, yes. or like the cops, you know, like we didn't want it to do, to look like the BYU police you know like we didn't want to okay. scare anybody and we also didn't want to like, so throw up any red flares to the no. to the university right, <laughs> you know, right. Like, but we also wanted to have as wide a reach kind of a thing, you know cast a net as wide as we could which you know? begs the question was this a student project or a personal project and regardless of your answer did your film professors know what you were working on? Oh, I love this question because we haven't really talked about this yet. Yeah. But it was absolutely not a student production. Um, okay. I did it in addition to studying film it, as well. Zoe did it in <coughs> addition to studying graphic design. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we both early on approached a documentary film professor. I think I, I hadn't acquainted myself. Name? Mm. Are, you okay? Are you not okay I, saying the name? I'm thinking about it. I haven't thought about this. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I don't really... I mean, I approached this one professor. I maybe I'll is he know. still there? He still is there. Then yes. you don't have to say it. Okay, wonderful. I also don't want <laughs> to... You don't have to say anything. You don't want to burn any bridges. No, no and I, I it's, wanna... it's not even that I, you know, I'm yeah. fully antagonistic towards him or any... I actually had a wonderful experience at the film program. I'm so um, glad to hear that. I know. Who, and, who was the chair of the film well, Gosh, it, I don't even know. They don't, I mean, it, it, there's so many people there. And every honestly, everybody, right. all of the professors there, I th- and I partially probably because they're in the liberal arts, <laughs> you know, the HVAC is advanced, I think, probably faster than, say, the MARB, um, you know, on campus. <laughs> we or, talked or, about the MARB. We did, or the Marriott. <laughs> say the DNC business. 101. Right, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. In fact, one professor. Uh, anyway, but, uh, but yes, we did talk to a couple of professors. I, I did, you know. Okay. Um, and ask some advice about it, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and that was pretty much the end of those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And but although I will say there was one experience that we had that was kind of one of the nails in the coffin for kind of motivating us to make the feature film. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, a semester in, I had a class. I think it was some kind of mo- really awesome multimedia class. Uh-huh. <laughs> so very hip and um, Gen Z almost. Uh-huh. Anyway, almost. Um, after one of the classes, I went up to the professor, talked to him about some assignment I had been doing or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know. <clears throat> conversation started. He said, oh, by the way, I want you to know... I remember your film, meaning the three-minute thing that Zoe and I had worked on. Uh-huh. And I was, you know, flattered, but I didn't think much of it. He said, and I was like, well, thank you. You know, like, it was it was kind of fun to start picking up the camera and thinking about, you know, this as a career and things. And he said, no, 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 you don't understand. I remember your film, your application video. And he went on to, you know, like, this was after class. And mm-hmm. he kept me and he said, I want you to know that we watch hundreds of these things every semester, right? And they're all three minute long. Ugh. And I remember yours. And he said, I, when we watched it in the class together, um, uh, the professors, after it finished, and it had a very emotional ending. And it, the room was silent. And they kind of all looked at each other and said, you know, like, this person's in, right? Like, this, this person has a story, knows how to tell stories. Obviously, they didn't know that I did yeah, it with we Zoe. Went to the film program together. <laughs> but, but what he said was, and I remember this sentence specifically, was um, that was one of the most emotionally powerful. That was the phrase he used. Uh, pieces of media he had ever seen. Oh shit! Um, and I think it was just because it was so. It came from the heart. It came from queers, right? Like, and it, I think I think that was just evident. And I think that was one of those things that kind of pushed us to be like, yeah, we need to tell the story. People are hungry to hear it. Yeah. People are hungry to start talking about it. You know yeah. and. And so, so I don't know that I feel like that's pertinent to talk about too the film program. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was not a BYU production at okay. all. Okay, but you did have <clears throat> the, the silent ignorance and acceptance of the film program. They knew, you know, people knew that I was doing a thing, mm-hmm. and it was gay related. Uh huh. And that was it. It was kind of don't and it was like tell. don't we're not going to talk about it. We're going to yep. let you do your thing. Yep. We Probably don't. assuming it was never going to be a thing, right? But but you yeah. had but you had one professor that was a mentor for this. It, that was that was just a wonderful experience with that one professor. Okay. And, and the other documentary professors, um, every once in a while, you know, like I, I think really it was that they didn't <coughs> want to make any risky moves for their career, right? They didn't want to show any kind of obvious support, mm-hmm. um, and they also didn't want to obviously show any dis-support <laughs> or whatever right. the word that, that is, right? So. They got to walk that fine line. Right, and they meant well. You know, <clears throat> there was a lot of queer conversations that we had. What, what's the look on your face right now, Zoe? Oh, um, I was trying to think of what the <laughs> antonym to support is. <laughs> because it's not dissupport? It's not. <laughs> I would, like, unsupportive is, like, too supportive, but it's not unsupport. Is there a support? They're miss-support. They're... This segment's going to be called miss-support. <laughs> M-I-S-S. <laughs> Capital S. Oh, that's my cat. We've been talking about the cats. It's fine, gentle listeners. Okay, so, all right. So you found your subjects. Yes, we found our subjects. Through USGA. Mostly. Uh, They ended up coming from there. Um, But we did kind of do a far, you know, Google form breach into the outer webs. (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I want to go down these ones for you. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know. You, <laughs> they just got hissed at. Whatever. So. want to be loved. I know. You're only going to get that from Stevie Nicks. Okay, that's, that's a cat. Okay. Okay. We have JD. Yes. Who was the president of USGA for this, during, during this time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. During, during the filming? Yeah. Okay. 
we have Sabina, who, uh, oh, JD identifies as bisexual. Yes. Right. Um, Sabina <clears throat> is a lesbian. They them pronouns or she, she her pronouns, pronouns. <coughs> uh, and she's dating a, a another woman. They have been for a while, but I think the last live we've talked about her identity was bisexual as well. But yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. And then Bren, who's a lesbian, using they them pronouns. Indeed, yeah, non-binary lesbian. Uh, uh, non-binary lesbian. Okay, okay. Um, David. Delby. Um, oh, you say that, but I love him so much. Gay man. Yes. Yeah. And he was in the theater department, right? No, he oh, was God, no. in no. Uh, Humanities Classics Greek Mythology. Oh, okay. I just saw him in the basement right yes. by the Margaritas. Oh, yes, because he, to... he knows all of the on-campus history, and so he took Maddie oh, around one oh, day. Oh, and gotcha. And what was the history that he told about that uh, in that part when he uh, was next was, to the Margaritas? Uh, the police raids. The um, fuck? The... Yes! Yeah. That's... Fuck me! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, that was a thing. God damn. The, it, it, if you don't remember, you can look it up or you can go back and listen to the episode where Brother Coffee and I kind of gave you the... Or you can watch the documentary. Either way. Called Same, Same Sex, sex Attracted. attracted. <laughs> <laughs> and really quick, where can people watch that? And then we'll get back to you, your subjects. It's currently um, on our website. We're trying to keep it up to date. Um, we have all the different platforms that it's on, but it's on okay. iTunes, uh, Roku TV, uh, Vudu, Tubi, kind of the you know those not mm-hmm. <laughs> those secondary the Apple Tunes or uh, uh, iTunes. iTunes, Google, iTunes and Google Play, Apple, Apple. Yeah. Yeah. TV. Apple I, TV. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh no. No worries. It's all a mumble. <laughs> oh my god. Jumble. And words. if you go, your Instagram is SSA Movie. SSA Movie. Mm-hmm. And on there, there, there's a link in the profile too that shows all the platforms. Yeah. I checked yeah. that. Link in bio. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant at first when they first started saying that a few years ago. It's, it's like what the fuck. Well, yeah. I kept thinking that too because I'm like, you have what do you have like 30 <laughs> links in your bio? I still don't really understand when people say that, but whatever. I just, don't okay. don't explain it. I don't want to know. And then we have Gabe. Yes. Who tugged at my heartstrings the most. He is. Because he's a trans man. He's a beloved kid. And are those the five main ones? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how many of the graduated from the BY? All but Bryn. All but Bren. Yeah. And, and was the mm-hmm. demise of, of that because her roommates, the, their they, roommates, yeah, reported they do them? Yeah, they them pronouns. Yes. yes. Um, Which we know is confusing because in the movie yeah. we followed them when they were not identifying as they them. But, right, right. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, repeat your questions. Okay. <laughs> Bryn was the only one that did not graduate. Right. Yes. And, and is, do you think that yes. is due to the fact that Bryn I was mean, reported? Or do you think no, Bryn probably not, would have... I think that they were talking about it beforehand. And I think it, it, it may have pushed them to transfer sooner. Or, gotcha. But honestly, it was bound to happen. And they transferred the, to... The U. The University of Utah. In Salt yeah. Lake. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, they. it's hard to go far. You know, you live here and all of this course. stuff. Of course. But BYU <clears throat> was just too... Like, like their... Their relationship with BYU was just too toxic. And were they in a relationship the whole throughout the whole filming? Yes, they uh-huh. they actually uh, broke up shortly after production because James came out. Um, their partner James came out as a transgender man, um, and Britain is lesbian, so you know. Okay. Yeah, but they still remain friends. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, 
And for those of you who uh, may not remember or um, have yet to watch the documentary, um, Bryn's Mormon female roommates called an apartment meeting and talked about how they they weren't able to feel the spirit in the apartment. Right. And then... They wanted to talk about how to work through it, but then a couple of days later, these girls had moved out. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Is that yeah. did I get that right? Yeah. Yes. That's right. And then they and then very quickly thereafter, Bryn gets an eviction notice. I think yeah, and that's kind of <coughs> what, um, it's it's a re- it, it, it was really hard to kind of put that together in story mode in the documentary, but I think that essentially what happened with well, that Bryn ended up. Oh, I think you did it really well. Oh, thank you. But yeah. I think oh. what Bryn ended up figuring out happened was that these roommates had already had issues. Right. And then at the same time as leaving the apartment was probably at the same time that they also sent in their, you know, like the violation or notified the bishop, lived their apartment. Mm -hmm. It was probably part of the same process. God bless. Of them, you know, feeling not safe, essentially. (laughs) Probably. I really, I had so much empathy for Bryn Mm -hmm. during the section where, you know, Bryn is talking about like, well, we've got to be out in three days. Yep. And I was just like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Messing with someone's living yeah. space with yeah. where they live, with the roof over their head. There is no privacy. It's fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bryn was essentially, even if they had some place to go within three days, right. was essentially made homeless yes. because of this. And I, I just felt so gross inside I just felt so gross inside. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryn said something right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And my Scottish friend would say, straight out the bat, mm-hmm. because she gets American colloquialisms wrong all the time. That's cute. It is cute. Her name on the podcast is Cindy, but her real name is something else. Okay. Aren't she- something else. I know. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't told I could pick a new name for the podcast. I know. And, uh, like say I who do you want to be what's too late oh can I be Nephi does anybody have that sure no one has Nephi I'm gonna think about it that's not right my name uh sparkles oh my god (laughs) no one's used like ram me um your butt or anything like that but anyway I gotta think of a gay one (laughs) why is a cat like you more now it takes you know it takes turns you know I'm sad. Okay. So Bryn says pretty early on, I want to get married. I want to have babies. And then almost right after that, they say, it's hard to leave what you grew up in and have literally been told this is what God wants. Indeed. I wanted to bring that up because what do people always say in regards to queer, queer kids complaining about BYU? Just leave. Yes! Yeah. Like, it's that fucking easy. Right. It, it also makes me feel so gross and livid inside. Right. Um, <clears throat> did you, either of you, have anyone say that to you? I mean, yeah. <clears throat> like, right? Like, of course. Yeah. Um, and, and to varying degrees, it, you know, it's not always malicious. It's always like, just, you know, why don't you just flip and leave? You know, like, <laughs> these Mormons. But, you know, it's, it's more like, why don't you just, you know, like, why are you there? You know, especially, I, I'm from California, right? Right. Some of my straight friends who I had come out to, not my family yet, though. But, yeah. 
they, they would just say, you know, like, just transfer, you know, like, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, which is a totally valid thing if you're, you know, not, if you don't really get it, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to leave because that would indicate the first thing my family would think is what's wrong. You're leaving BYU. Mm-hmm. There must be an issue. Yeah. Bingo. Uh, second thing, uh, BYU <coughs> is dastardly cheap. <laughs> if you're Mormon. Oh, if you're, if you're Mormon. Yeah, okay. And even then, you know, even, even if, if you're, you're not, not Mormon, Mormon, it's like, still pretty inexpensive. It's like under five grand a semester, which is unheard of anywhere right. in the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in addition to that, I didn't want to leave BYU. I didn't want there to be an issue. I wanted to serve a mission initially. <laughs> you right. Know? So. Well, and, you know, for me, it was like, uh, you know, uh, Maddie and I are a little different when. Yeah, we are. If I was told that, my first thought is, why? Like, I have every right to be here. Love it. <laughs> like, I, why can't I be here too? Why can't I come here with the cheap tuition and the. Love it. Like, good, really good graphic design program yeah. and 45 minutes from my parents, kind of. Like, it's like, there are so many great things about it, but I also want to not die while I'm here. Is <laughs> that too much? To yeah. I don't know. I mean, like... Die because you were suicidal? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. But also just die because <clears throat> even if I wasn't suicidal, I just, like, will myself to go to sleep no, for it, a while. It, it, <laughs> culture you know like it's it's it is it is to killing you softly with his lack of love with the, <laughs> wow <laughs> brother coffee and i will be writing a song that Gorgeous. will debut on the next episode oh God, killing me softly with the lack of his love something like that i feel like i've heard that <laughs> one of the facts you uh, right at the beginning there's a black screen yeah. And you put up a couple of blurbs or um, facts or fun facts. Right. And the last one is, it's, the, it's considered the second most unfriendly towards LGBTQ in the country. Right. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? Oh, gosh. Oh. There were two uh, very different uh, stats. One was, like, uh, most, like, uh, you know, undergrads with... Oh, leaving no, the university no. with what was the number like one most unfriendly school right oh yeah 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 uh yeah i genuinely cannot remember oh yeah it was it's like one is like best random. education for private school something no, something dude. like that separate no no no, no. <laughs> remember it was some, it was some evangelical school i think in the midwest but i can't really remember okay exactly. okay okay yeah, I would gotcha. have to relook it up. And BYU, in its defense, has moved moves up that list a little bit every year since to third Probably. most unfriendly. Uh, to fourth, I believe the last I looked, they were like fifth. Wow! So out of a thousand or so, a uh, hundred probably. I oh, think. okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and Gabe. When we meet Gabe, yes. who is the trans man, yes. he says, I always wanted to serve a mission because when I was around, and I'm paraphrasing, when I was around missionaries, they seemed so happy. <laughs> now that was loaded for me. There's a lot of... There's a lot there. Yep. <clears throat> missionaries seem so happy. So if I serve a mission, maybe I will be happy. Sure. Because perhaps Gabe was not happy. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Who's um, to say? <clears throat> um, and as we all know, missionaries, they're 19-year-old, 18 and 19-year-old and 20-year-old boys who are not having sex. 
or and girls and whoever mm-hmm. that, that they are. Nobody's yeah. having sex. And they're not having sex. And so the happiness that they're putting on has to be manufactured. But they have the word of God. <laughs> All up in their business. Uh-huh. And then when we meet Sabina, who yes. is, and remind me, because I think. Gay. Gay. Okay. <laughs> Sabina. <clears throat> yes. One of the first things that she says is. My dad always told me that Christ doesn't care if you're happy. He just wants you to have joy. So what does she mean by that? So, I mean, we all know, but. Yeah, it's this Mormon <laughs> thing of pleasure versus joy. It's, it's the long term. It's, it's, you might be unhappy in the moment, which in this scenario, in the moment is your whole goddamn life. <laughs> But the, and it's for the long con, you know, you're, yeah. you're in it so that you can have eternal joy, right. be with God. So she said, it's pretty much living with God again. Right. So right. it's that whole idea that enduring to the end, enduring through this earth life, mm-hmm. even if you're miserable. You because, have eternity to, to enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and that causes people to want to die and causes people to die. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. Why would why would I suffer through <coughs> life decades and decades and decades to be unhappy? If if I am being told and truly believe that if I that I die, I can die and be uh, happy, and it's fixed. <laughs> oh God! Like, like that was like God. yes. And there, are, I mean, <coughs> that I mean that's that sounds like a side comment, but <coughs> I mean, honest to goodness, that was that's that happy. it really is a it, it is like to me what it one of the darkest crux. parts of it. Yeah. It's like why the fuck <coughs> you even make me? Why make me? Yeah. I can't do <coughs> your eternal plan. I can't do the one thing I'm supposed to be here for. Right. I or if I if I don't want that, that's twisted. That's yeah. perverted. That's of the devil. I yeah. want the opposite of the eternal plan of happiness. No, right. Maddie, but we're the really strong spirits who can take being <laughs> yes. alone. Oh, that I had thought, thought too. That I was know, my justification. Is was like there's I'm, that. Yes. Oh so for the gentle listeners who may not know that. Um, God, what do we want to call that? That urban legend? Ur- <laughs> <laughs> that fuckery? What, what is this? What is the, we're really, we're God, the strong parents. What's that? What, what is that? Gosh, I don't know what to call it. I mean that. But what, but basically it just consists of, we were sent here to earth. Yes. <clears throat> as LGBTQ because we were the stronger spirits in the pre-existence. It's one of the few ways well, of fitting it into what I thought was Mormon doctrine, right? Of like, how, how right. come there are gay people? How come, right. if it is so dast- so horrible, yeah. so satanic, right? Yeah. Like, it was next to murder, <clears throat> uh-huh. denying the Holy, Sp- here, Sp- Holy Spirit. Forget about, you know, molesting children, right? <laughs> um, it's homosexuality. <laughs> if it's so bad, why even give us that trial? You know, right. like, why even make a person be that way? Right. It, I, I, I started learning, and I know Zoe probably had the same feeling. <laughs> like, this is so integral, all of a sudden, to my identity. It's just, it, you know, it slowly it just mm-hmm. kind of came over me. It's like, oh, my God, I can't take the blue pill. You know, I can't go yeah. back. Like, I am just so gay now. Why would God make me this way? Well, you know? And, it's a, and that's why I say that, like, the strong spirits, because I know exactly, well, because this is what Mormon people, you know, because you're so strong, you can take it. You know, uh-huh. like, you you are so special. Uh-huh. And you can. I'm like, I know I'm special, and that's why I need a wife, okay? So... <laughs> I need you to listen right, to me. Right, They don't, yeah. yeah. The listening piece is usually the piece that's missing. Right. Yes. So tell me, uh, tell me more about David. Remind me. He, yes. David 
was not part of USGA. He was actually part of USGA. Oh, he was. Uh, previously, I mean, mm-hmm. he got he went into his his masters and kind of fell off. You know, <coughs> so oh, into his years. so so David was in USGA for a long time. So when long I time. first got in, and and soon after I was in USGA leadership, this was. Uh, this was around 2014, 2015, really yeah. getting into tw- He was the history chair. So he he was in charge of compiling a lot of documents. Um, and they were working on, and Dylan Harker was working on like a Wikipedia page. This was all in conjunction together. So wow. he has done a lot. He did a lot of work of going, <clears throat> him and other people went into. Like cataloging. Yes. They went into old files in, in BYU library and stuff like that. Took pictures. and, and the internet every so often. Mm-hmm. And so, and he got to a point where he was like, <clears throat> I, he was living far away from campus. He didn't yeah. have a car. He was in his master's degree. He was teaching. He was like, I, th- I have given what I can and I, I need to focus on this right now. And so we, that's how we knew him. When the policy change happened, it was a Thursday, which honestly, by the grace of God, and I say that tongue in cheek, it was a Thursday because Thursday is USGA night. Oh. So we all came oh together. Yeah. And he, him and I just sat holding each other like the whole oh. meeting. Like oh. David was, and he has such a special place in my heart and Me I too. love him so much. But, and he seemed, and he, in the movie, you know, he is our most conservative voice. So, you know, it is hard to be like, yes. uh. He's the voice. He, he represents the voice. We, we use him as kind of an explainer, almost like a narrator, right? yeah. or like someone who can kind of bring in the context. Mm-hmm. You for know? sure, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Because he had such a good grip on everything, and because he just is so good at explaining things. And to me and Brother Coffee, he, it almost came off as apologetics yes absolutely okay. well yes one well, especially when he was there you know because he he it is apologetic and part of that is you know apolo- being apologetic for the mormon church well, and also so just well yeah but also he, that's just kind of who he is it is yeah. he he did love the church and and still does yeah oh. you know to, i'm not sure i can't I, speak I mean, for him right I, now but. i think in the way that i do you know like i have mormon but heritage. he can see oh, right. where you but know? he could see where they were coming from and he yes. empathized with them and that's just and that's just who he is and it's hard for other people to do that you know, it's hard. Well, and it's and it's it's hard to compare Bryn to David because when when the administrators look at David, they see the gay people they want at their campus. Yeah, the apologists. So yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say that like <sighs> that. It's like I don't know. Good that he's an apologist. What we or loved was, about but... David's character was he represented half of my own brain, right? Like he's he's explaining and he's thinking about these things, like you know, and he's he's allowing himself to ask these questions. Yeah in an empathetic <clears throat> way towards the church. And I I really love that, you know, because it, it, it's so easy to hate on the church because, yeah. you know, fuck the church. Oh, right. God. Honestly, at the same <clears throat> time, it you know, it's a little relieving to think I wasn't such a fucking idiot to be so duped, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And, and, yes. and this is the shit that I grew up <clears throat> and at one point loved with my whole heart, you mm-hmm. know? At one point, it was everything I knew. I oh, thought yeah. I had all the answers. Yeah. And it's so nice to have somebody as into, intellectual as him, right. you know, kind of explain why it hurts me so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Right. And, and, and yeah. he, that's, you know, that's kind of the role that we put him into, you know? Right. Um, that he just was perfect at, you know, because we knew he would be, you know? Right. Um, and and so. now, looking back, 
um, how does David feel about how he, uh, how he comes across in, in the film? We've had many discussions about it, and uh, a lot of it comes down to filmmaking and editing, right? Okay. Like, we had <clears throat> hundreds and hundreds of hours of interviews um, with all of the people, right? Including many subjects that we didn't end up including in the film, right? Because we had we kind of cast a wide net at the beginning, followed a lot of people, <clears throat> found out where the story was happening. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, focused our attention on that and kind mm-hmm. of, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we ended up um, kind of turning David into that character, you know, picking, cherry picking the, the parts of the things, because of course sure. he said it, we didn't give him a script or anything. Right. Um, but we did kind of lean, let him lean, be the one to represent that side of things. Yeah. So. And yeah. Well, we had to, you know, because <laughs> we, of course. we, we said those things. Well, yeah. And also because, you know, we were, we were filmmakers who were also part of this gay community and the other side of the gay community at BYU, the, the <clears throat> SSA kids who, yeah. or the more <clears throat> conservative kids didn't trust us. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, how right. are we going to represent like a voice of, not a voice of reason because it's reasonable to be angry. The context, but, the belief. The... But you know, you, you need, I didn't want people to think that, you know, this is just a, some rambling movie about like five angry gay kids at right. BYU. Right, right. Like there's so much nuance to it. And like even, it's not only David that also brings in like that there are some good things here and there. JD does too, you know, people talk about it, but... But we needed him because we couldn't get administration, because we couldn't get the SSA kids, because we couldn't get, you know, this or that. We were like, okay, we need, we need, pretty much we need somebody that's going to voice a little bit of what BYU is saying back at us. And who is queer. Okay. And who is, can explain it from their own perspective. So for the gentle listeners who may not have seen it. Sure. What's the difference between y'all right. and USGA and the SSA kids? Oh, so USGA is politically and ideologically neutral. So they, they are pro-BYU and pro-church because, you know, they are for BYU students and BYU is an LDS institution and it makes sense. But if a kid came in and said, hi, I'm a BYU student, but I fucking hate it here and I'm going to marry a woman, a gay, like this is gay woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in a same sex relationship in like, in, like, or I am in one right now. They'd be like, cool, come sit with us. Uh-huh. Or if somebody came in and said, I want to stay in the church forever. Like, I love this. They'd be like, cool, come sit with us. So like in circle. Yes. Yes, but made by queer people. <laughs> um, fair, and, fair enough. And yes, and for like uh, students, it's right? For BYU students, right? So, right, right. The specific, right? So exactly, it's like a club yeah. of the university. But and so then, what what do you mean when you refer to the SSA kids? So those are kids that very aren't. So usually, like JD uses the term, and and other people have too, as white knucklers. They are they are more in the church. They are definitely not breaking the honor code. They are they don't trust a lot of the kids in USA because they're angry towards the church because they do sometimes break the honor. Some of them, of them sometimes break the honor code. A lot of SSA students are 
can are closeted to some degree, right. you know, but mm-hmm. so are some of the kids at USGA. So, Absolutely, yeah. um, so is SSA an actual like school sanctioned program? No, no, God, no, 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 so no, no. SSA so SSA stands for uh, <laughs> same sex attracted, same sex attracted uh-huh. title and same sex attraction, uh, which people like in Mormondom, that's, that's how you talk about homosexuality and right. sexuality in general is that you struggle. And that word is key as well. Struggle with same-sex attraction. Right. That's how we talk about it. Struggle. It's very prescriptive. Like, like when I was dating my gay ex-husband, Gary, that's his name. Sure. On the uh, podcast, Gary. Gary. Um, Gary Bear. He uh, told me, and I told you this before we started recording, that he had the same problem as his lesbian sister. Mm -hmm. So, just like you said, it's a struggle. Yeah. Is there a sanctioned anything? No. Well, and that's, like... No, there's not. <laughs> and, and I don't. I hate to say that because there are people that are gonna watch. But um, and if you've watched, you you like that's kind of the whole story of it is this uh-huh. them sh- fighting a little bit at first, talking about fighting against this group that the school wanted to make, and some people fighting for it and and being on the work group to help make it a possibility, and then after a year or more, they just said no it's not happening we're not even going to give you a reason why it just because either there isn't one or you don't deserve it so so let's break that down so the yeah. work group work group is <laughs> not, what they not task force they, they started out gay. they started out as task force yes and who were they oh gosh so they're <clears throat> very nebulous and very uh, group of people. uh mostly it in, it includes mm-hmm. uh people like steve sandberg uh, who I think currently is on in, is in the legal department of BYU or something. Uh, oh, he's Julie a Franklin. hand man. Yeah, he's. Oh, he's, so he's faculty. He yes, he is administration. Administration. Okay. Yes. Okay, yeah, other other administrators as well. Um, and a couple invited, specially invited people from USGA to represent USGA. I think it was just JD, the president, and at the, uh, Eliza, and Eliza at the yes, time. At the time. And what was the purpose of task force that then became work group? So there's a little history here, and Addison, who is in the film as well, is yes a side a side piece. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, he interviewed him, and he talked about this a lot. And there's a lot of kind of ideas as as to kind of why there there was movement around this kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, this was recently after the Big Twelve conference sports had kind of had had a big debacle with queer things. Uh-huh. This was also really recently after the Title Nine incident. On on I say that that's so funny. The Title Nine incident, as if it's there hasn't been rape forever, but. Uh, when the one student at the university who like had a, a you know pretty much almost went to court right over her her uh, sexual assault right so BYU and the task force thing kind of came out of that right this like um how do else do we prevent other fires from happening kind is how I think about it right oh. um, well, so it was born out of this assault thing no 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 oh, no goodness oh, okay. I mean, the Title of- Nine thing really gave some traction to a lot of similar things and the big 12 things. So gay things were totally part of that. Like the feminism wave and the gay wave, they hold hands when they come together. So anywhere you go. So like that was in the works. Yeah. And they wanted, they wanted to take advantage of that. They're, we, and I say we as like gay kids at BYU had been pushing to get a group back on campus after USGA had been kicked off campus in 2012-2013. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the, the leadership of USGA, the presidency really, 
um, for years had been in talks with the administration at BYU to get a group on campus. They submitted charters like for years. Semesterly, to, like, pretty much. To you know? BYUSA and were systematically shut down. So they finally were like, okay, I think we're going to make a group. And they asked for a, momentum, for a right? few of them. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and they asked, they asked a few <laughs> USGA kids. They asked a few SSA kids. And then they had a bunch of straight administrators come together. And they didn't ask people like Ronnie Joe Draper, who is – like they didn't ask any of the – Faculty that were on USGA's Nobody board. Qualified, like we mentioned in the movie. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So, right. And so, what happens in the movie is Task Force, who changed their name to Work Group, <laughs> which Josh and I, oh shit, Brother Coffee and I, I fuck it up all the time. Brother Coffee and I just could not get over. Um, <clears throat> Why? Because Task, task Force sounds so gay? <laughs> no, because. To change it to work group, it just makes it sound more Mormon. Yeah, yeah that's true. And more passive. Yeah. yeah. Um, they came together with USGA to... What, 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 and what, with a lot of other non-USGA, quote-unquote, Yeah, it wasn't... They students. didn't even come together with USGA. Okay. They came together with a group of kids from all across campus, some of which were from USGA, one of which was the current USGA president and the next USGA president. Okay. So they were high up people because really what they wanted to do was they wanted to copy a lot of things that USGA was. They wanted to copy what was really working about it, the system, the kids building it and all of this, the way the activities worked, everything. Fucking logo. They wanted to copy everything. One day they had, they asked Liza, they're like, just... Write the whole system, like your whole structure, down for us. Oh. And they were like, okay. Like, it just was... But they didn't want to bring USGA back on because of the politics of it. And because conservative money would have been pulled. Right. Because conservative money was being threatened to be pulled in 2012, 2013, when they were kicked off in the first place. And I say that with quotation marks because they will deny, Mm -hmm. like Addison said, that they were kicked off. Right. And we'll say because USGA left amicably to keep like like to keep the peace pretty much because they were like obviously we're gonna get kicked off so yeah. we might as well just leave and not be like further punished further for this. ostracized yes. further blah blah blah, blah, yeah. blah. We'll go back to taking finals you know <laughs> what I mean right like, yes yes oh God yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, Holy Ghost as well. And, and <laughs> Dolly Parton. Hey, amen. <clears throat> um, so, um, where has this documentary journey taken you? What has surprised you? Everything. Okay, Zoe just whispered everything. Tell me, like, give me some examples. Uh, when was it released somewhere? Well, it was released for for distribution just this just a month ago, March okay. 9th. Okay. But it was in its first festival last July at the Damn These Heels Film Festival here in Salt Lake, yes. which is the LGBTQ Love it. Film yeah. Festival. Yeah. Um Jack and yeah. I 2 years ago went to see the one about the trans athletes. Oh, oh I loved God, it. It was so, was good. so good. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was incredible. Love and it. I could go on for a long time about that, especially because there's so much legislation in various states right mm-hmm. now about that. Yeah. Trans yes. athletes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's I'm I it's fucking complicated. Yeah, it is. And that documentary captured it perfectly. It perfectly without yeah. any bias. Mm-hmm. And just it was just pure. Again, show the let the people talk. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and so down these heels, what year? Last just year. last year. So yeah, that's, 2020. That's kind of why we're talking about this again now that it's 2021. We had kind of a, you know, like we, like everybody, got fucked over in COVID, you know? Right. So we had a <clears throat> premiere yeah. uh, in the middle of, we had a virtual premiere. Yeah. Uh, which means we did not have an audience. Um, there was no way to know really by the numbers how many people exactly watched the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, no reactions or anything like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, festivals, too, did the whole thing where they kept pushing out, you know, and then Tribeca canceled. And then, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our whole kind of coming out into the world with this movie has been totally um, cut off the knees. And we're kind of coming back to it now. Now. <coughs> right. Um, that Makes sense. It's on iTunes, you know. So, okay, festivals are out. Let's just yeah. go right to, you know, uh, to digital and watch it. Um, right. And talk about it now because mm-hmm. let's, let's make some shit happen. Right. The Black Widow trailer has been out for, like, a year and a half, it feels like. Absolutely. But it hasn't come <laughs> out again. Fortnite. Scarlett Johansson, if you hear this. <laughs> Zoe loves you. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, sorry, I got a little sidetracked, but we were talking about what has surprised you. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, on, on the one side, there are a lot of surprises just from making a movie, period. The amount of work that goes into it, the time. Where did you get the funding? Well, we started um, in 2016. We had a Kickstarter, mm-hmm. um, which we got uh, uh, $7,500. Um, which was awesome and pretty much launched us off, right? Oh my God. So, and the rest of it was self-funded. Um, and oh my God. But, but that really kind of got us <clears throat> on, on track. And so, it really, like, it was a good catapult. Absolutely. Okay, it was It was mm-hmm. crucial, I think, okay. to making something. Right, okay, so continue on. Oh, yes. Uh, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of money. <laughs> nobody, absolutely nobody <clears throat> believes you're going to do it until you do it. Yeah. Well, and that was something that, you know, film mentors told us from the beginning. It's like, nobody is going to believe you're going to make it until you uh-huh. do it. So uh-huh. stop being sad that they don't believe you. And, I'm like, <laughs> and just go do and do it. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, uh, fine. So we did. The best okay. advice we ever got, honestly. So. Yeah, it really was because then it was like, fine, I'm going to stop waiting for other people's validation and for people to take us seriously and just make it. And who said that to you? Uh, well, that actually specifically was Tyler Mason, our good friend. Who's, okay. Who's the guy who did more room with Mormon, Yes, I know. He's a very- so, so fun, fun trivia. Okay. <clears throat> I love trivia. There is a very, very sweet 20-year-old transgender woman who lives here. Wonderfully. Um, her parents, who are Mormon, Provo people mm-hmm. kicked her out at 17 love it i hate it when oh i hate it oh i know, I know. wait no right yeah. no yeah <laughs> that was sarcasm actually yeah let's clarify that. <laughs> hers was mine wasn't um <clears throat> she figured out how to get into the u mm-hmm. she's she's got like oh. i think three semesters under her belt during covid her. she Great. had she had to leave the dorm she came to stay with us we knew her wow. through the pride center and when we were trying to find her a permanent place, and this was back in July, oh. and she's still here, we thought maybe she would go stay with a friend of mine who has a transgender daughter, and it's Tyler Meeson's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 And yeah. They, we've, met, we've met his daughter. She's super yeah. cool. Yeah. 
It Ruby. was super quirky and fun. I it, remember it, it, she, I haven't, I've only FaceTimed. Right. So, um, but uh, I guess ever since then, the two of them, the trans girl that lives with me, her name's Diana, I've said mm. her name on here, mm. and Ruby have been chatting online for several months. Yay, so isn't that adorable? Friends. I love it. Um, so Tyler Meesom said just fucking do it. Yeah, he okay. really did. Um, and I, I love that because it Oh, and really... for anyone who missed that, he was one of the two yes. directors of... Directors of Murder Among oh, the Mormons. Mormons. I always want yeah. to say, like, murdering the Mormons or, or Mormons and murder or, or, or something Mark like Hoffman. Mur- yeah. Mormon murdering. <laughs> murder. murder. Mormon murder mysteries. Murder. So, uh, yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> what about you? What's been surprising for you? Uh, the same thing. Okay. Um, that it really was. Well, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Well, no, no. Just... no I, mean, I mean, for me, <laughs> you know, kidding. like, I'm in film classes. I'm studying this shit. I'm sold that we're going to make this f- feature and we're going to save homosexuality issues in the Mormon church. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm feeling the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> and Homophobia I just... who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm recently being comfortable with myself. I'm, I'm getting up to, you know, come out to my parents and everything. And I was just shocked by how many people weren't interested in this. Right? Like... Gay hmm. Mormons, right? Like, right? Hmm. Um, I'd want to know more. I'd want to help them. I'd want to, you know, like, you're making a movie about that? Great. I want to know. I want to help. What are you doing? None yeah. of that. Um, and yet, at the other time, of course, there were people who stepped up and absolutely, you know, gave us help in ways that I never would have right. imagined. Um, right. But it was really surprising to see, like so I said, you know, people just not believing that it would be possible or anything like that. Um, yeah. What's next for you, Maddie? Um, well, seeing this movie, you know, through its kind of final stages of distribution, um, I'm also currently working on a second film, uh, which I'm very excited about. It's called Anchor Point. It's about female wildland firefighters. So it's a documentary. It's another documentary. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> that I came on as the editor and I'm still helping to produce it through festivals now. So okay. So that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm kind of trying to make the filmmaker thing work. I kind of fell in love with the whole... Amazing. The whole thing, so. Awesome. Yeah. And and you're making it work. She's amazing. You're and so you said that you are in. You're working in your field of graphic design in Massachusetts. Yes, I am. Yeah, I work remotely for a leadership development company. So, but you also want to continue. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll keep you. In. I don't want to do a single thing like probably for the rest of my life. I like doing a lot of. I like doing film. I like doing yeah. design. I like painting. I like, you know, I like a lot of different things. So amazing. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will continue to do film and, and a lot of other projects. So, I want to ask... I think Stevie Nicks is in heat, y'all. Really? Oh. Yeah, she's sticking her butt out. Oh, so she want She is horny. She's... <laughs> when was Stevie Nicks not horny? Honestly, same. I know. Like, um, so, um... Zoe looks completely speechless now. Mm-hmm. So I still like her. So, uh, I have a final question. But is there anything else you want to say about the film, about your work, about who you are before I ask that question? Well, if I'm, well, I'm curious. The question is, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I almost want to ask you the question. You know, it's. it's I, it's been a while since we've been in the, you know, documentary director interviewer state. Um, and I, I, I'm really anxious to hear kind of more audience reactions, I think, and, and start conversations. Because that really is the reason why we made the film, you know, is to start conversations. There's Absolutely. a lot of nuance. It's, there's a lot of information packed into the film. You know, there's a lot of quick cuts. 
in the 90 minutes, you know. For um, sure, for sure. And I would, I would just love to know what people are thinking about, like, the, their main takeaways, you know. I, there was, when you talked to Sabina after the meeting with work group. The yeah. white flag meeting. Is yeah. that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. Outside. No, no. Oh, goodness, no. She, uh, sorry, yes. her pronouns are she, her. Yeah. She was just so raw, and I just yeah. appreciated her sentiments so much. And, and I know I sp- specifically quoted something she said mm-hmm. in the episode I did with Brother Coffee, but her fire mm-hmm. represented for me what the whole point of it yeah. mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, let's see. Coming from my perspective as the former straight spouse of a gay man, um, I I didn't know what I was going to be getting into when I watched the documentary. I thought, is this going to be about kids trying to change BYU? Because, and for those of you who can't see me, because this is a podcast that you don't watch, you just listen to. She's rolling dice. I'm rolling dice. (laughs) Imagine that. I don't know why. Um, But it it wasn't necessarily that. It was just give us a little nugget Mm -hmm. is what I I took from it. Yeah. Yeah. And because I hate the Mormon church so viscerally. Yes. Yeah. When they didn't give the nugget, I was like, of course they fucking didn't. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, to, to say that any of us were surprised would be a lie. Right. I but mean, you've got to try. Yeah. yeah. And that really is part of the frustration is like, what the fuck else are we supposed to do? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Queer kids are going to keep showing up on campus. Yes. Which is, again, like a microscope for the larger thing. Queer uh, kids are going to keep showing up in Mormonism. Bingo. What do we do about this? Right. Like, you're not listening to me. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. I'm hurting. I have the answers. We have an example of a perfect organization <clears throat> that is working. Uh-huh. We made it. So yeah. we know it works. It right. keeps working. Somehow. Uh-huh. You know, like, please work with us. Mm-hmm. We're not scary. You know, we are people. Mm-hmm. We have uh, personalities and interests. <laughs> and, you know, and we're Sense all different. Sense of humor. Yes. And we're different from each other. You know, David is very different than Gabe, is very different than JD, is very different than Sabina and Brent. Yes, wow, very, yes, wow, is, yes, wow. It's very yes. different than either of us. Uh-huh. And yet, we're all, we're all working together. We're making it work. We are supporting each other in this really difficult shit of being gay Mormons. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, almost <laughs> dropped the phone. Um, I didn't want to, hopefully, maybe I'm There's this little it. thing flashing that, like, a segment can only last 60 minutes, and we've got, like, five and a half. Oh, wonderful. I Great. mean, that doesn't mean we can't keep going, but we, we probably, we're, we're already in the wrapping up yeah, process. Whew, I got one on a soapbox. So that's... <laughs> I love it. Here's, here was my final question, and I want to ask you both individually. Please. <clears throat> How... Has this film changed you? And by that I mean, looking back from when you started, I mean, was there a particular story that was especially impactful? Um, And by that I also mean, 
was putting yourself out there as a documentarian and distributing this film and promoting this film, any of those things, what about the whole ball of wax do you feel has changed you, if anything? Uh, let's start with Zoe. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you always start with me. Start with Maddie. Okay, Oof. Maddie. Oh, woof. Damn it. I was totally checked out then. I was like, yes. <laughs> um, we could just end the episode. No, no, no. I mean, for me, a big thing that I am really grateful for as um, a documentarian, as a filmmaker, a storyteller, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's weird also, side note, to identify as an artist, right? It feels uncomfortable, but I'm getting used to it. Like impostery? It, it, totally impostery. Oh, totally <laughs> impostery. I think they should have a syndrome for it. <laughs> Jesus. Funny. She, they, oh, yeah. they are funny. Is absolutely, no one will ever worry Hello. about that. Um, Sorry, I was saying hi to the cat. Oh, okay. Oh, God, what were we talking about? Oh, um, one thing that I have really appreciated about this profession, as well as just being this kind of artist, you know, telling mm-hmm. other people's stories, but also weaving their stories in a way that kind of also presents my own, uh-huh. um, has been dealing with, like, how to uh, not necessarily cope or uh, justify or validate the differences of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I say, <coughs> like, not how to accept... And love and then eventually nurture <laughs> different people. Um, gay people, Mormon people. It was really, really hard to maintain um, an empathetic approach to the, the LDS side, right? It was really, really hard to leave some of the things that David said, said in the film. To leave them in the film. Because I, at this point in my life... I'm so far out of the church. Right. I don't give a fuck. I want to date women. And I want to get married. Suck titties. Talk. Suck titties and yeah. never talk about it again, right? <laughs> like, it's um, not even a question anymore. Right? Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and it was really, really hard and, and has really, I, I really hope I can carry this with me in my future projects, is, is like the amount of patience it takes, right, in understanding and empathizing with somebody else and somebody else's perspective. Right. Um, like a holding space thing. A holding space yeah. and allowing their perspective to be real to them um, and being different than my own, mm-hmm. which is also real. And it's, mm-hmm. it's something that I'm still and will probably always struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that, you know, in telling a film and using somebody else's stories is Ugh. necessary. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the kind of that's why art is so important. That's why film is such an important medium of art is because we are forcing ourselves to tell stories and to, mm-hmm. and to empathize with one another. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm really grateful, you know, to being a part of this project because of that. I think it's really forced me to, to have that level of humility and, and patience and love for other people. So, Zoe, you've got a minute and a half. Okay, well, oh I'll God. keep it shorter. <laughs> Mine's less about, you know, filmmaking as a whole and more specifically about what this movie was to me in my journey in in leaving the church, in fully coming to terms with being gay, you know, and and being able to talk about and think about the trauma that happened at BYU and being able to to talk with these subjects and how they were feeling and being able to see how they trusted us and see how brave they were in in sharing with us these things that Maddie and I didn't even want to share on camera. Wow. And then being able to take those and weave them in in a way where we felt like it was also like we were saying them too. Like it was was invaluable to my 
growth in in that part. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how close I am. But oh, thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. So it was, <clears throat> it, it was very good. It was very amazing to my growth, and <laughs> I'm losing everything now I that you, I can't. Yeah. I love you too. TikTok, TikTok. I love you Oh, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. If you heard meowing in the back, that is Stevie in heat. And now she's not meowing and she's just cuddling next to Zoe. That is the episode. Sister Twaint will be right back to do a wrap up. Thank you so much. Thank you. So that's never happened before where we have run out of time because we did a full 60-minute segment. And that's just the way I roll, I guess. Um, But uh, two 25-year-olds did something that's never been done before, and they made a documentary about (sighs) some queer kids who were attending BYU during the documentary while the documentarians we're also attending BYU. That in itself is remarkable. And on top of that, they made a remarkable film and highly recommend it. Again, on Instagram, just double checking. It is SSA movie. And there is a link in the bio for all the different platforms where you can catch it. And I'll just tell you right now, I'll click on that link for you. Amazon, Microsoft, I didn't know that was a thing. <clears throat> Voodoo, which is V-U-D-U, DirecTV, iTunes or Apple TV, YouTube, Fandango, Google Play, and Vimeo um, are where it's available. And um, neither of them live in Utah. They were here just for like two or three days and made time to come and record with me latter day twaint and um it was just absolutely wonderful talking to them it felt like home it felt like being just home and comfortable um so please uh carve out some time watch the film um i'm i'm drunk and emotional at the moment so that's really all i've got and for zoe and maddie when you listen to this thank you again you kept thanking me as you were leaving for having you on but thank you this was huge for us for me and brother coffee and for hot drinks absolutely indubitably Thank you. Cannot wait to see what you do next. And also super interested to see what happens to these kids next. They're not really kids. They're all adults, but you know what I mean. The kids in your movie, the subjects. um, So brave. So brave. The bravery of everyone involved is absolutely remarkable. So we are on Instagram at Hot Dranks. That is drinks with an a you can email us at hot drinks for the belly at gmail.com our patreon is hot drinks patreon.com slash hot drinks and um 
you contributing to our Patreon helps us to do this. And I mean that literally. Thank you so much for those of you who already contribute. And I would say 85 to 90% of the time you get all the perks that we promise. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Brother Coffee who couldn't be here. We miss you. We love you. Me, we, um, meaning me and the three cats that are in my house, only one of which is really mine. Have a good night or day or morning. Enjoy the episode. Bye.